We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Baisley, catch me out. There you go. Bert <laughs> nice. Horford catches, kicks, Dort for the win. It's good! What is up and welcome to the uncontested podcast post-game edition as the Thunder lose their fourth in a row, this one to the Charlotte Hornets. I'm your host for the evening, Jacob Niffin. We are a part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network and the official podcast of BoomtownHoops.com. I went live after the game on the Locker Room app, where we had a lot of interaction, some great questions, so I'm going to patch you over to that audio in just a second. But obviously, the theme of tonight, the the big story from tonight's game, Alexei Pokashevsky dropping 25 points. Uh, Same, Teo Maladone also drops 25. First pair of teammates, 20 or younger to each drop 25 in a game. Uh, So the two rookies, once again, making a little bit of history. And the Thunder dropping their fourth game in a row, which is now allowing them to start to really climb those standings uh, and get a better draft selection. They are now tied for seventh um, with the Toronto Raptors. And the Thunder are very close to both the Washington Wizards and the Cleveland Cavaliers, who they take on tomorrow. I break all that down in in my live chat on Locker Room. So I hope you guys enjoy it. Make sure you tune in tomorrow night as well after the Thunder take on the Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, My guy Taylor Peterson will be live on Locker Room immediately following the game. So make sure you download the app, go and hang out with him, ask your questions, get up on stage, talk with him for a little bit. And then we will also drop that in the podcast feed as well. 
And without further ado, I will get you over to my live audio from the Locker Room app after OKC Thunder lose to the Charlotte Hornets. So the Oklahoma City Thunder lose their fourth game in a row, seventh game out of their last eight to the Charlotte Hornets. Uh, It was a game that the Thunder had another slow start. I feel like that's becoming the theme for this team right now. Another slow start to to get off right off the gates. Uh, Really picked it up in the second half, but just could not uh, close the gap and keep it closed. Final score, 113 to 102. Uh, As I mentioned, it's the fourth in a row for the Thunder, fourth loss in a row. Puts them tied at seventh uh, for the worst lottery odds. Uh, They are tied with Toronto. Uh, The Thunder are one and a half games ahead of Washington for sixth and one and a half games ahead of Cleveland for fifth. And conveniently enough, Thunder play Cleveland here in about, they'll, they'll complete a game with Cleveland here in about 24 hours. So if you are firmly aboard Team Tank, that Thunder versus Cleveland game is kind of a must lose to to really it, it's you're burning from both ends there uh, on trying to get better lottery odds. So that'll be interesting to see what happens tomorrow night. But let's talk about the Thunder versus the Charlotte Hornets. And I would be bearing the lead. I would be doing the world a disservice if we did not start this show off talking about the man, the legend. The Serbian, the right-hand man of God himself, Alexei Pokashevsky. Poku explodes tonight, 25 points on 9 of 14 shooting. That's 64%. He was 7 of 11 from 3. That is also 64%. Uh, Nine rebounds, four assists. He continues to grow. He continues to look incredible. Just some of the stuff he was doing tonight, the growth that that kid has experienced over the last four months is just absolutely massive for this team moving forward. It's super exciting to see. And it makes me even more excited to think what's Poku going to look like after he gets an NBA off season, he gets a, an off season in the NBA weight room with a trainer. Uh, he gets a summer league. He gets more experience. And then he comes back for year two because you got to remember when Poku got drafted and when Teo got drafted as well, those dudes got drafted, hopped on an airplane, flew to Oklahoma City, quarantined for two weeks, and then were immediately just thrown into training camp. Like there was no getting used to being in America. There was no getting used to being with their teammates. There was no training, no nothing, right? It was very, very, very fast. Now we're starting to see what that extended period of time, what that experience and what that training is doing for them. And it just makes me so excited to, to think about what they're going to look like with a full NBA offseason under their belts. Poku just, he just has this, I, I don't even know how to explain it, just this feel for the game that is just so underrated. Like the, the skill is so obviously there. And to me, it feels like he just needs the experience. He just needs the time to really tap into that and get used to the NBA game. Once I, I feel like the game is already slowing down for him a little bit. But once it really slows down, man, like 
the threes tonight, incredibly impressive, right? Like he was just stroking that thing tonight. The shot looks so much better than it did early on in the season. It's got so much more arch. But the playmaking, just the stuff he does off the dribble, the the passes he sees, the no-look passes, the drop-offs on the drives, just everything. So, so, so impressive. You absolutely love to see it. Uh, he's been great in this stint since he got back from the G League bubble. And I'm excited to watch him continue to grow. Do the losses suck? Yes. But, uh, you know, it, it's not that big of a deal. The more important thing is is he and Teo and these other guys are getting NBA reps. And they're they're getting their bodies used to what the NBA game is. Uh, Silver in the chat here on Locker Room says that one dunk attempt. Oh my gosh, that first quarter dunk attempt by Poku got the inbound, took it the length of the court, and went up and just tried to smash it. I tweeted it from the uncontested Twitter account. That was so eerily like representative of that Russell Westbrook dunk where Russ had the mask on and he went coast to coast against uh, the Philadelphia 76ers and did the tomahawk jam. That Poku drive and dunk reminded me so much of that. Uh, it was crazy. I wish he would have finished that off. That would have been like one of my favorite plays of the year, hands down. Um, the one worry about Poku, he was limping a little bit after the game tonight. Got subbed out with, I think, three or four minutes to go and went straight to the locker room. So a little worrisome. He has looked gassed at the end of games recently. I think the NBA season, and especially this compact season, it's kind of taking its toll on Poku. Uh, so we'll see if he is available tomorrow against the Cleveland Cavaliers. I sure hope he is because I really enjoy watching him play and watching him grow. A few more comments here in the locker room chat. And if you guys want to hop on stage and, and ask some questions live, please feel free. Hit that request to speak button. Uh, Cameron Nia says, what have your thoughts been on Moses Brown? He seems to struggle since he signed that contract. Yeah, and you know, Cameron, I don't think it's specifically um, he got the contract and then started playing bad. I think part of it is he got that contract and started showing up on scouting reports for other teams and other teams started to really understand what Moses was going to do and started to kind of target him uh, to take him out of his game tonight, only five points, 10 rebounds, a block, two turnovers, you know, very, very far off from that 20 and 20, almost first half he had against Boston, but this is what happens, right? And when, when you're in the NBA, you, whenever you first get into a game, whenever nobody's seen you before, I, I think of Cameron Payne a lot in his early time with Thunder when I think of this. A player comes in and they do some things, and you're like, oh, wow, that's impressive. That's because the other team literally has no clue who that guy is. And after they get 5, 10, 15 games underneath their belt, the other team starts to understand tendencies. Scouts start to, to take notes on that player, and you can start game planning a little bit. I think that's kind of what you're seeing with Moses here. I think you're seeing Moses hit a bit of a wall, uh, and that is to be expected, right? I, you know, props to Moses. I think he's an awesome player. Uh, I am so happy he got his contract. I hope he can continue to progress. Not trying to shit on the dude at all. All power to Moses Brown. There's a reason he went undrafted and a reason he was a two-way player, right? Um, not every two-way player ends up being a Lou Dort, right? And maybe Moses hits a wall and can't get past it. Uh, I sure hope he can, 
maybe he can't. I don't know. Um, but I think that's kind of what you're seeing is Moses hitting a bit of a wall here. Uh, another comment in the uh, locker room chat here uh, from Alex Sayer says, my dad doesn't watch many OKC games and we watch this one together and he is just absolutely enamored by Poku. I absolutely love that, Alex. I love everything about that. I love that your dad loves Poku. I love that you and your dad got got to watch the game together. Um, this season, you know, has been a little bit tough to watch knowing kind of the direction of the team and everything. But uh, not to get like too deep in the weeds here and, and, and too like personal, but one of my favorite things in life is just getting to sit down with my dad and watch basketball games. My dad is not nearly as analytical as I am about basketball, but just to sit down and hang out with your pops and watch the game, there's not much better than that. So uh, I'm glad you got to enjoy the game with your dad, Alex, and I'm glad your dad is a Poku fan. Um, you need to go buy him that, that Pokemon shirt that we have for sale up on the uncontested shop. Uh, show him some love. Uh, Jeremy Doc says anti-tankers are in shambles right now. Yeah, I mean, let's be honest. There's one direction this team is going right now, and it is full-blown tank. That That's what it is. I mentioned at the top of the show, Thunder just lost their fourth straight, seven out of eight. Uh, they cut Justin Jackson the other day. They're sitting Al Horford. Um, they're sitting Mike Muscala. The players that could help them win are not getting playing time, and they are playing young guys. And that's what a tank is. You play your young guys, you let them get experience, but your young guys are just not experienced and good enough to win NBA basketball games. And that's totally okay. That's totally okay. You're you're achieving two goals here. Guys like Poku and Maladone and Mihai Luke, uh, Kenny Hustle, Tony Bradley, these guys are getting opportunities. They're gaining experience, which is only going to help them in the long run. And you are losing games, which will get you a better draft pick come July. Those are the two things you want out of this season. You want growth from your young guys, and you want a really good draft pick, a guy that can be a face of a franchise. So I think it's working out exactly how they want. Uh, Charles Coyle says, do you think teams will start scouting for Poku's tendencies? And what are your expectations for how he will handle that? Uh, yes, Charles, I definitely think so. Uh, I wouldn't. I would be surprised if teams aren't already uh, putting Poku high up on the scouting report for the Thunder on what to take away. I think Poku's an anomaly with how big he is, how tall he is, and his handle. Um, I think teams are trying to be more physical with Poku. That's why, like tonight, he had nine made field goals. Seven of those were threes. Only two of them were going to the basket. Now he almost had the dunk, which would have I would have died and ascended straight to heaven. Uh, and that would have been the greatest thing of my life. But I think you're you're kind of starting to see that. I think teams are getting more physical. Teams are forcing him to put the ball on the deck a little bit more. Um, yeah, I expect Poku to have some struggles going forward, right? Because teams are going to focus on him. That's what you want. You want teams to start to focus on him so Poku can start to get that experience and learn how to get those counter moves and how to read an NBA defense and and what to do against certain types of coverages. The struggle now will only help him in the future, right? And and that's totally fine, and that is exactly what we want. Um, Silver, would you rather have games like this rather than the 40-point losses? Oh, hell yeah, right? Like, as far as the standings are concerned, losing by one and losing by 40 is still an L. You don't get two Ls for losing by 40. I wish we did, but we don't. Um, so, yeah, I'd like to see a much closer game where players are getting more um, high-quality experience, where it's not garbage time, uh, but still lose and and continue the tank. 
Um, Justin Perryman says, is Horde really that guy or just another example of not being on scouting reports? Uh, yeah, Justin, I think he's just so new and he's like a high energy guy that when he gets out there, he just can make some stuff happen. Uh, I don't really think Horde is going to be an NBA player. Uh, I could be wrong because I'm wrong a lot. I'm just some asshole with a podcast, but we will, we will definitely see. So um, again, if you guys want to hop up on here uh, and chat with me about anything, OKC Thunder, the tank, whatever, now please hit that request to speak button. Uh, but we'll keep burning through some of these questions because these are, are great things. So keep dropping them in the chat as well, guys. Um, Cameron again says, Poku was the only Thunder player with a positive plus minus tonight. Yeah, he was a plus one. Um, single game plus minus, I don't put a whole lot of stock into, but uh, it's always better to see it as a positive than a negative. So uh that that's always great. Um, Maladone had the worst with a minus twenty. Yeah, but Maladone I thought played really well too. Nine of eighteen from the field, only three of ten from three for Teo, uh, but four of four from the free throw line, five rebounds, five assists. Uh, looks like we have a request to speak. Uh, Charles is going to hop up here with me. Hey Charles, hey, how's hey. it going? It's going good. Um, so yeah, I I just want to focus on just it was very short, but. Um, just something I saw with Poku this game was he wound up uh, posting up Devontae Graham. It didn't really go super well, but it's something I think is encouraging to see of as far as him experimenting with his game and something that you want to see him try to use his height. Because I think one of the things with Poku that sort of frustrates me as much as I love him is I think sometimes he doesn't realize how tall he is. And that's one of the reasons I think he's gotten so much better from the three-point line because he now takes his time. Um, but yeah, like as far as post-up moves and that sort of element of his game, um, what do you think about it? Um, do you think that should be something that should be incorporated, uh, have a down low presence? Yeah. So I remember that post-up, I think it was third quarter if I'm right. And I was about to tweet out just a gif of like a daddy long leg spider, because that's exactly what he looked like. He had those let that, that wide base and his arms out. I was just like, this guy looks so awkward right now. But no, I love it. Now, I, is Poku ever going to be a put a guy underneath the basket, turn around and dunk on him kind of guy? I don't think so. But we saw this, uh, I believe, in the last game the Thunder played against Detroit where Poku like had a little post-up turnaround, like Dirk-esque one-legged fadeaway. I think you could see a lot of that from him because like you mentioned, he's, his height advantage um, is, is just that. It's a great advantage for him. And so I would like to see him operate in that mid post because when he gets down there with that height, a lot of players uh, kind of turn to look at where the ball is at and take their eye off their man. Even if he's not a super efficient, like low or mid post type of player, I think he can play make out of there a lot with that height. There is not very many people that they can put on, on Poku who, if he posts up uh, are going to be tall enough to prevent him from seeing cutters and passing the ball. And we know he has great passing ability. And if they do put somebody on Poku tall enough to hinder his, his view on those cutters, he's just going to gonna face up the basket and drive right past the guy. And so I do think there's a lot of advantage there. I get kind of the frustration of him not using his size as much. And I think that is less about him not realizing how tall he is and more him having insecurities about how skinny he is. Um, I think, I, I, like I said earlier, with an off-season, uh, an NBA off-season where he can get with the trainer and get into the weight room, um, he, 
I don't know a whole lot about like physiology in the human body, right? Like I lift weights and stuff and I've done a little bit of research because, you know, I want to try to like lose some weight and get a little bit of muscle and stuff. But here's what I do know is that a guy with Poku's build running up and down an NBA court every other night, this dude is just burning calories like a madman. Like I bet in order to not lose weight, Poku has to eat like 6,000 calories a day if we're being honest. And so it's really hard to put on muscle to lift enough and to eat enough and get enough calories and get enough protein to really build up um, and put on weight during an NBA season. I, I would imagine that's just incredibly difficult. You very rarely see players put on muscle in season. They're typically losing weight in season. And it's the off season where they really bulk up. So because you're, you're doing a lot less cardio in the off season because you're not running up and down playing an NBA basketball game every day. So I think next season, maybe you start to see a little more of that Poku post game uh, after he gets a full off season with a trainer where he gets on a very strict nutrition plan uh, where he's lifting weights every day and they're really trying to bulk him up. Um, now, does he have the frame for that? I don't know. I don't think he's going to have a, a Giannis like transformation because Giannis just got absolutely freaking yoked. That dude's insane, right? I mean, we've even seen Shea a little bit. Uh, over the past couple of years, Shea has put on a lot of muscle, right? It's like lean muscle. It doesn't look like he's gained a lot of weight, but it definitely looks like he's like way more cut. And I think you're going to see that from Poku. Um, they're they're going to try to put. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors. According to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. More weight on him and let him be more aggressive down there in the post. And so I, I hope we see that. Um, a few other things in the chat here. Is Kenny Hustle part of the long-term plans? Uh, I hope so, man. He's a lot of fun to watch. He just plays basketball the right way. He cuts, uh, he passes, uh, he takes the open shot. He's a very confident, well-rounded basketball player, and he's a great guy to have on your bench whenever your team is back uh making it to the playoffs. So I, I've really liked what I've seen from Kenny tonight. Six, uh, seven, no, wait, wait, wait. So yeah, six, nine, and nine tonight, plus three steals. Uh, Kenny just makes shit happen, man, and it's fun to watch. Credit Karma has always been there to help you make better financial decisions, and now they want to help you even more. With a Credit Karma Money Spend account, you can be rewarded for good money habits. Credit Karma Money is a brand new checking account where you can win cash reimbursements for making purchases. Just pay with your debit card, and if you win, you'll be notified on the spot, and your Instant Karma cash will be added back to your spend account. 
Open your FDIC-insured spend account for free. There's no minimum balance requirements, no overdraft fees, and free withdrawals from a network of over 50,000 ATMs. And when you make a purchase between June 8th and June 30th, you'll automatically be entered to win $1 million. Right now, visit creditkarma.com backslash winmoney to open your free account and start winning instant karma. Go to creditkarma.com backslash winmoney to sign up for free and start winning. That's creditkarma.com slash winmoney. Instant Karma is sponsored by Credit Karma. No purchase necessary. Exclusions and terms apply. See rules. Banking services provided by MVB Bank Incorporated. Member FDIC. Maximum balance and transfer limits apply. Um, Silver also asks, what do you think is in Poku's fanny pack? Um, I know this is the hot debate on Twitter.com right now. He's got to have what's in there. I'm going to say he's got a Nintendo Switch in his fanny pack because he's 19. He's probably playing some some Pokemon for the Pokemon. Uh, he's got his Nintendo Switch in there. Um, he's got his little spray bottle of hand sanitizer. Um, and he's got the case for his glasses. That's what I'm going with. Uh, Trevor says, Poku has to take advantage of teams putting their worst defender on him. A lot of Rozier tonight. Yeah, I think maybe you're seeing a little bit of teams putting their smaller defenders on Poku, kind of like how you used to see teams put like Chris Paul or Patrick Beverly on Kevin Durant, try to get up underneath him because he's so big when he handles. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if there's something to that. Uh, Trevor also says, impressed by Maladone. Uh, he is being asked to do a lot without much help around him for support. Great sign for a guy I project to be OKC's backup slash sixth man and play against more backup players rather than needing to start. Uh, yeah, Trevor, I agree. I think I, I I keep putting caps on guys and then they blow those caps out of the water. So uh, I don't want to do that with, with Maladone. But if I had to bet, I would say he's going to be like a really good uh, backup point guard for his career. That That's what my guess would be. Uh, can we get Poku hype recognized as an official religion? Hey, I've already been praying to the Pokemon. Uh, Jeremy, you are free to join. Uh, who do you think the Thunder should draft at number seven if that's where they land? Ask Cameron. Um, Cameron, we will. I don't. I don't really know right now, but we will dive deep, deep into the draft and prospects and everything coming up here on the Uncontested. Uh, that's kind of what this team's been building for all uh, all season, and so we're really going to start to dive into some of those prospects, and especially after the NBA draft lottery in late June. Uh, we plan on getting some some good guests on here to talk about uh, different prospects. And so uh, I'm not going to really comment on that yet, uh, but just know that here at the Uncontested, we have a lot of draft coverage planned for you guys coming forward. Um, so yeah, uh, besides that, a, a few more things before we get out of here, guys. Um, we, we've mentioned Ty, or not, sorry, not Ty, uh, Teo, who had a good game. Ty Jerome, uh, Struggled tonight, 0 of 6 from the field, 0 of 5 from 3, 1 rebound, 4 assists, and 1 point. Um, I think you're seeing Ty start to struggle a little bit, but I really enjoy Ty Jerome. I think he's going to be good. And I wanted to bring up, once again, Tony Bradley. Uh, 6 of 9 from the field, 7 rebounds, 1 steal, 2 turnovers, uh, and for 12 points. And Tony just continues to show things. He's not a crazy athlete by any means. He's typically a below-the-rim finisher. Uh, but he just has some nice feel and some some skill down low. Uh, I think he he can't really guard in space well, but he does cover a lot of ground. 
uh, in that pick and roll and that drop coverage. Uh, there's something interesting there with Tony Bradley. I don't know if he's going to be like a, ever be a starting center for the Thunder. Um, maybe he's a starting center like next year, but when the Thunder are competing, I don't know if Tony is like a starter. Uh, but I think he's a good like utility big to have, uh, and, and that that's fine, right? That that's totally fine. I like what I see from him, especially against bench bigs. I feel like he does a good job of finishing around the rim. And so good stuff from Tony Bradley again tonight. I think we will continue to see uh, some of that from him for the rest of the season. And he's not too awful old, only 23. And so he still has some room to grow as well. Uh, but he is definitely like not a, a big-time athlete. Um, if you guys remember, I was pitching a lot that I wanted the Thunder to get a guy that could like vertically space for Shea, who Shea could like toss alley-oops to. I thought that was going to be the next step in Shea's development. I don't think Tony Bradley is going to be that guy. Um, let's see anything else in the chat. We said the same thing about Moses Brown. Who was the fifth thunder player in the photos from the OKC Memorial? Uh, I saw those pictures. I don't remember who that was, Justin. Um, I would have to go back and look, uh, but I absolutely love that the thunder are continuing this tradition of bringing all the players that come to the organization through the OKC Memorial. Uh, I think it really grounds players in, the culture of Oklahoma city um, and the struggle that, that our city has gone through in the past. And uh, so, so I love that the thunder continue to do that. I think it's a great connection between the teams, the player, the team, the players uh, and the community here uh, because that, even though the bombing was God almost 20 years ago now, which feels insane. Uh, it is still just a massive part of what and who Oklahoma city is and so I love that the Thunder still lean into that um, and still bring their players to that. I think it makes playing for this team um, a little more special, right? And I think that's kind of what Sam Presti's idea with that is, is you're not just playing for the Dallas Mavericks or the Los Angeles Lakers. Like they're, they're this, even though the Thunder are one of the youngest franchises in the league, the roots are deep, right? Uh the, the connection and the culture between the team and the community. Uh, it, it's very interwoven. Uh, and I love that the Thunder lean into that. I absolutely love it. As a lifelong Oklahoman, uh, somebody born and raised in Oklahoma City, that like personally, that means a lot to me. So I really like that. All right, guys, before we get out of here, I wanted to take a quick tour on Tinkathon. I mentioned it at the very beginning of uh, the show here but the Thunder are now tied for seventh best odds uh, for the NBA draft. Uh, they are tied with Toronto at 20 and 31. Um, that gives the Thunder a 29% chance at landing a top four pick, uh, nearly 7% chance at landing the number one overall pick. Uh, I think the Thunder will continue to climb this ladder uh, as I, I guess your perspective, it could be climb, it could be fall down the ladder. Um, but again, Washington is only one and a half games behind Oklahoma City, uh, only one loss behind Oklahoma City. Same with Cleveland, only one loss behind Oklahoma City. Uh, Orlando, uh, three losses behind Oklahoma City. After that, Detroit is five losses ahead of OKC. I don't think OK, I don't think Detroit can catch OKC. I think the Thunder's highest chance uh, is making it up to where Orlando is at four. I think that's kind of a long shot. I think five is probably more realistic, uh, but still, that's if the Thunder can get to fifth best odds, uh, that would be 
very, very good. I think that's uh, exactly where they would want to be. And the Thunder play Cleveland tomorrow night, which if we're trying to climb these odds and, and get a better draft pick, that Cleveland game is kind of a must-lose game. I mentioned this on, on my personal Twitter, at Jacob Niffen, last night. But over the next two and a half weeks, the Thunder have five games against teams that are worse than them. They play Washington twice, Cleveland, Detroit, and I believe Orlando. And those five really become must-lose games if you are wanting to tank and climb the standings here. Uh, Because not only would the Thunder be losing a game, but at the same exact time, a team below them would be winning a game and climbing up. So you're burning the candle from both ends there. That's exactly what you want. So before we get out of here, let's hit this sim lottery button once and see what happens. Uh, not the best, but uh, the my, my one lottery sim of the night, Thunder get the fifth pick from Houston, and then the Thunder keep the number eight pick. Uh, that wouldn't be bad. I would take that. I would I would be pretty happy with that. Um, you know, the, the hope is to get two top five picks, but we will see what happens. So, well, guys, thank you so much for joining the locker room tonight. Uh, I appreciate all the comments in the chat. You guys are awesome. I, I love interacting with you. Join us again tomorrow night as my co-host Taylor Peterson will be on here uh, after the Thunder take on the Cleveland Cavaliers, who look to have a fully healthy squad tomorrow. If you're listening to the podcast version of this and whatever podcast feed you are, please drop us a five-star rating. Uh, write a little review telling us that you that you like the show or you think we're idiots or whatever. Um, but th- those reviews do mean a lot to us. It helps other people see the podcast, helps us rise those charts and just helps the uncontested brand overall. And so uh, if you enjoy listening to us, if you'd go drop that five-star rating, it's something really simple on your end, takes like 30 seconds. Uh, but I, I'm telling you right now, like it does mean a whole lot to us. We read every single one of those. Um, it is very touching. We, we do this podcast because we love interacting with you guys. Uh, so if you could drop that five-star rating, that would mean a ton to us. Have a great Thursday. Uh, if you're in Oklahoma City, enjoy the weather. I think the wind's supposed to die down a little bit tomorrow. We're going to have mid-70s. It's going to be a beautiful day. So enjoy your day tomorrow. We will talk to you again after the Thunder take on the Cleveland Cavaliers. And until then, and as always, Thunder up. At Simple Mobile, you get the no-contract advantage. Those other mobile companies make you think you're in control, but you're really not. They lure you in with shiny new phones and then lock you into long-term agreements. But Simple Mobile is different. You can get a 30-day plan starting at $25. You can also get the latest smartphones, or if you have a compatible phone you love, you can bring it. Just text BYOP to 611611 to see if your phone is compatible. It's the reliability you need when you need it. All on a powerful nationwide 5G network. With no mystery fees, no activation fees, and no contract ever. All for less money and no contract ever. 5G-capable device and SIM required. Actual availability and coverage and speed may vary. 5G network not available in all areas. 5G upload speed not yet available. Message and data rates may apply. Visit simplemobile.com slash privacy policy for privacy policy. Service plan required for activation. Terms at simplemobile.com. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. 
This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.